Well, it is looking probable that once again, the two of us are going to make the decision we make on a regular basis to bring into this world another installment of Men Seeking Tomahawks. I am Jack Drastic. Dan, to my right. Hey, wait a second now. This is all virtual, and you, you're kind of to my right right now, so I'm, I'm going to object. Objection, Your Honor. Yes. Right C's and left C's are uh, a construct that uh, the virtual world does not recognize. You can have it yeah. all. We can both have the right side. We'll have to figure that out. We'll have to figure that out um, because someday we'll be able to high five each other again and, and we might have to fight over what position each other takes on each other. Whoa, Dan, easy, easy with with where you're going there. Uh, I I got to admit here, I have an admission to make. I am not playing at full strength right now. And uh, have you ever have you ever had the happenstance occur to you that there's nothing really wrong with you per se, but you've got like a bunch of little minor things that have all kind of added up and the sum of which kind of just makes you miserable. Does that ever happen to you? Well, I mean, our, our background with one another is uh, as professional wrestlers, which is not easy on the body. So I feel like a lot of whatever, whatever ails you probably ails me as well. Um, probably the same root cause. Yeah, no, I'm not talking about that. Like we, yes, we both definitely have, you know, we've aged ourselves significantly by making decisions that we've made. Poor life decisions on the for the body. We'll say that. Yes, that's not what I'm referring to. I've 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 accumulated a few things that I'm going to tell you about here quickly that are just making me feel just insane, right? Just uncomfortable. Just that that low level constant uncomfortable so like number one breaking news i have adopted a vegetarian lifestyle for about the last month or so uh some of this some of this is just kind of a science experiment i'm running on me but the other part is like jack did not treat jack very well during 2020 and uh you know i want to see if i can not have a heart attack. So it's all catching up to you in vegetable form all, at this point. Yeah. So like, I'm, yeah, this whole veg. Okay. So I've only done the vegetarian thing for like a month and tummy hurt, Dan, it, it, it ain't great. It's not, it doesn't feel You're saying it hurt before or now it hurts with, no, it hurts. Vegetarian. It hurts now. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of beans. It's, it's painful. A lot of fiber going through your system at this point. So very much fiber. And yeah, so, so I'm, I'm dealing with that pretty consistently. Right. And then I've got like an ingrown nail and, 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 and I was working, I was working out yesterday and I don't know, it was something I was doing, put a lot of pressure on it. And so like right now I would like to amputate this finger. Like if I could just, I would prefer to amputate this finger than to deal with this for another that's minute. Gro- that's gross looking. I'm not going to lie. And we're, I'm glad we're not in the same room because that thing looks like it's going to puss all over. No, any no, no. It's not like that. It looks bad, but it's not that. It sucks. And then to to top to top all of that, um, I'm in the I'm in a busy part of town today, and on a major thoroughfare, I noticed a person in distress. They were a uh, stalled vehicle. And their vehicle was stalled diagonally across a major driveway of a major shopping center. And so superhero Jack decides that I'm going to jump out and help the uh, two or three dudes that have decided to do the same thing and help push this person to safety. And uh, so I, I, do- I almost got hit by a car getting jumping out, dodge a couple people. And I get over and I say, hey, what's, you know, confirm what's wrong. Car's, car's dead. Okay. And so I say, okay, cool. Is it, is it in neutral? And the, the person, the driver confirms visually that yes, the, the car is in neutral. So, okay. I join the guys in the back one, two, three push and push with all our might. And, uh, who's the guy in Greek mythology who's rolling the boulder up the hill and it keeps falling down that guy. We're basically doing that 
It's um, what kind of car is this? Uh, let's call it medium sized SUV. Like nothing. Okay. Nothing. Is this, an, is this an uphill push or is it a pretty flat ground? Mild grade, mild okay. upward grade, but not anything. I've pushed cars. I mean, I, I don't want to brag wow. here, but okay. I, I, I have pushed a car or two in my day. But not with a hangnail or whatever that it was on your finger. Ah, uh, yeah, with a with a dying finger. But could that have caused the uh, the issue? Uh, the the like, is that why you you're oh. used to you, you're used to pushing cars as you said? Yeah. Um, but you just showed me your ailment. No. Like, is that why the car didn't move? No, no. Okay, so that so the the driver was panicky. I don't know what was going on there, but they were on the the phone, and I kept asking, "Is this is it in park? Is it in neutral? Are you hitting the brakes?" But it would just not go. It would go about two feet and then just stop. And so eventually, I just said, "F it." I'm like, this is like, I'm about to get hit by a car. This is insanity. I'm out of here. And I'm walking away. And one of the other guys who had give, also given up is like, man, that car was really heavy. And I'm like, dude, that car was not heavy. That that person was 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 in park or they were hitting the Foot brakes. The brake. Some, something was going <laughs> wrong, but there was a lack of communication. And right. But but I walk away from, you know, failing again. And I noticed that my my heel is throbbing. Like I thought I broke the damn thing. I'm like, I, cause I, you know, I'm like pushing again. I've got a lot of pressure against my heel and, and I, and my, my, I feel like my foot's going to fall off. So nothing is really wrong with me per se, but I've got a heel, a, a bum finger and a tummy hurt. And Dan, I'm just, <laughs> I just, I'm just, it's driving me a little bit crazy right now. Like that's just too many things added together. Yeah. It's like one of those things where you're like, Oh, could I just like have, torn it torn a hamstring and like just need crutches and then like okay it's just like that's my injury or just the one yeah, i do know what you mean it's but it's the cumulative effects it's additional little things that pop up and i guarantee you like that heel will heal the hangnail will will go away eventually um you'll eventually decide to start eating meat and your tummy issues will be fixed but then there's going to be a whole new crop of things that's what that's life right something else will come up maybe your your foot will hangnail next or maybe mm. you'll uh Hopefully no injuries, you know, above the neck because that's the, that's the moneymaker right there. Can't wait. I just can't wait for pain. Such, such, say la vie. Now, now this, this evening is not painful um, because we have humility and contrition, Dan. You and I are a, a bigger than that. You know, some, some people might not be able to handle tonight's topic, but you and I were, we're okay with admitting our failures. And uh, yeah, men seeking homahawks is nothing if not a show where we're willing to admit defeat or willing to admit we're wrong and willing to admit we can do better. You got to be good at losing. That's one thing I've learned. And and so, you know, on tonight's episode, we're going to take a look back. We have done. Oh, gosh. At this point, I think we've done 92 of these episodes total. And that means we've talked on my on Internet a lot. And we've said a lot of things. And skimming through some of our back catalog, in retrospect, I've realized we were wrong several times. And uh, I thought it might be fun to kind of, you know, poke our head in here and and maybe look at some of the times where we really got it wrong. Because, Dan, we really got it wrong a few times. We really did. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad this is uh, – don't go looking for the back catalog right now because it's no, no. not out there. Um, you've got a, a dozen or so shows to pick from right now. I mean, at the time of our choosing, we might let you hear some of these full episodes that we're going to reference later in the show. Uh, but maybe this will wet your whistle a little bit to start. Yeah, this will be a bit of a preview. Um, speaking of previews, I'm excited, Dan, because a very talented musician has trusted us – to give a little bit of a debut single here. Uh, it's a few weeks in a row we've had a special, special celebration of music. I know. It's stupendous, right? So, guys, coming up next, we're going to be issuing corrections. But first, from the upcoming album, Power Lines, available June 24th, this is a little bit of indie alt-pop from the Los Angeles region. This is Max Oakland with Got Time, right here on Men Seeking Tomahawks.
Are you, listener, an independent musician yourself looking for a very unique way to promote your music? Expand your audience by showcasing your song on the Hit Variety podcast, the one you're listening to now, Men Seeking Tomahawks. There's no catch. All genres are welcome, except country. Please send your tracks to menseekingtomahawks at gmail.com or contact us at menseekingtomahawks.com. And and if you are country, um, we'll at least preview it and it goes through Jack, so he'll probably say yes. And with that, back to you, Jack. Thank you, Dan. Uh, prior to that professional grade read, we did hear him from Max Oakland with the single Got Time. So, Dan, let's launch right into this. We have said some things in error. We have, we have been incorrect a time or two. And uh, having gone through some of our our old show notes, I wanted to bring up some things that I wanted to revisit, you know, because hindsight, right? 
that's what we're talking about here. You know, we've been doing this show since, oh, about 2015. And so, you know, <laughs> that's, a, that's a long time. And it's I think it's time to kind of look back and, and maybe, you know, see where some of our bold predictions had landed us. So these are the highlights of the low points. You bet. Could we say that? You bet. Yeah, that's about right. Okay. So the first one that I wanted to bring up, we'll start we'll start in sports. We won't stay there. We're going to kind of go all over the map, but the first proclamation that I wanted to uh recuse myself on to to give a little bit of a you know, look back on was the uh the 2016 proclamation that I made that within the next couple years or so that the Dallas Stars would hoist the Stanley Cup. They'd win it all. They'd win the big one. Yeah. Um, yeah, they haven't done that yet. But so, okay. So remind me, because I thought we just predicted or that you, I mean, you're the wrong one here. I am. But I thought you were the one that predicted that the Stars would be the next local team to win a championship. I didn't know you put like a time frame on it. Because yeah. if that was the case, if you did predict that the Stars would be the next local Dallas-Fort Worth team to win a championship in their respective sport, still possible, right? Because uh, there hadn't been a whole lot of success in the last six years since you made that prediction. That is a good point. Most of the local teams in Dallas have not been doing super hot for a while, uh, or at least, or at least it's safe to say that none of them have ultimately won the championship in their respective sport. Uh, but I do feel as if the way that we did the preview of the uh, 2015-2016 season, we were definitely coming at it as if this was the team to beat for the next several years. And, you know, that that just didn't end up being the case. Now, in my defense, you know, looking back at that era of the Dallas Stars, I, I wasn't a I wasn't really much of a hockey guy before the mid teens, you know. I I feel like I was more invested in baseball, basketball, football. And I really lost my my uh ability to support the Cowboys. I feel like kind of gave up, threw in the towel on that one. And honestly, football in general felt to be a little bit problematic. It used to be something we talked about a lot was the NFL and uh, some of its foibles, I guess to put it lightly. Um, so I started looking around and there was one specific instance in which the, I think I've referenced this a, a few times on the show where the stars got into a little bit of a Twitter feud with the Cowboys. And that was really my jump on point. I was like, okay, you guys are sassy. Let's, uh, Let's take a look at this sport and see if I can wrap my head around it. It's fun. I love I love hockey. I still do. It's great. And and the stars at that point, not only did they have uh, that attitudinal behavior on Twitter and whatnot, but it looked like a very exciting team. You know, you had a brand new owner. Uh, they had you know brand new look, uh, young, exciting team. Lots of lots of veterans uh, of note. Um, so one could have looked at him at that point and said, Hey, this is a well-managed team, you know, and, and they were very successful. So, you know, the, the, the concept of perhaps bringing in a championship at that point, I don't think it was that crazy. No. And I think, you know, at the, at the similar time, hockey, you know, every sport kind of goes through these phases and things that happen in the sport and, uh, you know, ups and downs. And I feel like hockey also was starting to, they'd put in some new rules, like goalkeepers pads were a little, had to be a little smaller to encourage goal scoring. They reduced the size of the crease. Um, they sped up gameplay so that like, as soon as something was called, everyone was rushing to drop the puck again. So I think in addition to not only the stars seeming to be on the upswing, seemed like there were some positive changes happening in the sport overall, which added to that excitement. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think they capitalized on a trend and that, you know, baseball baseball's demo is old ass men, you know, and and football, you know, is has not been growing, you know, since its peak. So so yeah, I think I think you're right. I think the NHL, you know, had an opportunity and and I think they've I think they've grown substantially, but but yeah, uh ultimately going back to the Stars, 
uh, even though it was an exciting team, uh, I, I, I've, I guess in retrospect, I've learned one thing is that you kind of need a goalie, uh, <laughs> kind of need somebody to stop pucks consistently. And the stars now they, they have a reasonable situation, but much of the mid teens was spent on kind of a goalie carousel. And I think it's also worth mentioning that two of the power teams in, in that, uh, in that sport, the Chicago Blackhawks and the Pittsburgh Penguins were kind of at the height of their power, uh, right about then. So probably not the, the greatest time to try to make a run. I would, I would imagine. And, and then not only that, but really the, the stars play in, in the NHL's central division, which is kind of considered to be a a really tough division to, to get out of. And, And, you know, the funny thing about hockey for the layperson is that, it's really the easiest playoff system to get into, but the hardest to, to win because half of the league goes to the playoffs. I mean, it's, I mean, it's basically half and, but it's just such a grueling thing. And, and yeah, the stars really, really never got it all, got all the way through it. Now they did go to the cup last year. They did go in uh what? 2020 in the, uh, the hell year. Uh, but, uh, but you know, um, I wasn't, I wasn't correct. I got to I got to own up to it. I wasn't right. But you know what? I believe I probably mentioned this before, too. And you say it's the hardest one to win because so many teams go to the playoffs. But it's also one of the sports where an eight seed, you know, one of those yeah. teams that just barely squeaks into the playoffs has a really good chance. If you get on a hot streak basketball, usually it's a one or two seed that wins it all. Usually in football, you can predict going into the playoffs who one of those you know two or three top teams that are going to go to the Super Bowl. In hockey, you often see that seven seed, that eight seed, Mm -hmm. make a run and get there, kind of like the Stars did last year, uh, even though it was a weird season with the bubble and all of that. So I think it's still one of those cases where they still could be that that team that sneaks in and uh, do something like they did last year and actually, you know, win it all. But I really do think this is one of those things. And any sports fan, whether regardless of whatever sport it is, probably has that experience of having that team in town where. Every year you see the predictions on ESPN or Sports Illustrated and they're like, this is their year. You know, they've been building up for this. This is their year. And then don't make the playoffs. And then the next year, you know what? Still a young team, still maybe new coach now, but still got all those young players like this is the year. And it's it was like that for several years since we did this segment. And uh, I'm not sure that that's going to be the case anymore. I think maybe a lot of people agree with you that maybe that opportunity is uh, on the backside. Perhaps we'll see. Uh, But you know, of, of those, those uh, media outlets that you're mentioning, most of them don't come back and say, Hey, we messed up like we do. You know, we're, we're man enough. (laughs) That's right. We're the only ones with the courage to do that. Our predictions sucked. So yeah, that's fine. It's all good. I'll still support my stars. This show kind of supports the stars. Uh, Listener, dear listener, you, you may one day get to hear when uh, we interviewed the uh, former stars play-by-play man, uh, Ralph Strangis. He is a uh, that's a friend of the show. We uh, we still talk to him from time to time. So and hey, you know, I've been kind of thinking, you know, maybe we could sneak in a, another interview or two with some current stars people. God willing, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. So so moving on. That's our that's our sportsy sports. So you can tune out now if that's what you're here for. The second correction I wanted to issue, Dan, I feel like this is a bit of vaporware, and this is this is kind of interesting because I've I've actually I thought this this story was done, but lo and behold, I go and look for an update on it today and last couple of days, and realize that this story just keeps popping up every couple of years somewhere. It's really weird. Uh, the story I'm referencing is the story of the air-powered car. So around 2015, we alerted our listeners to a story that at that point had already been floating around for a couple years. And uh, the story was that an Indian car manufacturer called Tata Motors had announced that they were introducing a car powered by air. And um that sounds pretty spectacular, right? Like that's uh I mean, it's one of those <laughs> when I first heard that, I remember thinking, well, you know, when you go to like an auto mechanic shop, 
all the most powerful tools in the shop are pneumatic. They're sure. powered by air. You can't you can't get the power from electric tools like you can uh, pneumatic air powered tools. So you know it kind of made sense that well I could see if you can power some of these super heavy duty power tools with air. Maybe there's some way to kind of upscale that and power cars. So it on the surface made sense. Yeah, and you go back and read some of these stories from that time, that's what they reference. They reference several applications, uh, industrial, historic, where there had been some sort of vehicle that was pneumatic or, or, or powered by air compression. And that was the claim here that they said that Tata Motors said that they had a car that would uh, top out at 50 miles per hour with an 80 mile range. So, you know, not obviously something for the long haul, but inner city, you know, uh, a lot of people that would that would be a, a acceptable commuter. And so, yeah, men seeking tomahawks back in the early days, uh, we 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 uh, were excited. You know, we said, hey, guys, guess what? Uh, all these uh, pollution issues and uh, all these all these automobile related problems we're having, just toss them out the window because tomorrow your car will be powered by air. And boy, I was wrong. Oh, man, you got to get my hopes up too because of all the different you know, natural resources that it seems like no matter what, what they come up with, there's always some drawback. But air, like what could be wrong with air? It's, it's plentiful, right? No matter where you're at in the world, you have a source for this fuel. Yeah, and, and the criticism of this technology is certainly mounted and there's been a lot of people that have looked into the the details to try to figure out just what the heck was going on here. And, and I mean, they have prototypes. They exist, but it doesn't seem like it's something that they that that's really viable. Um, you're talking about a lot a lot of a lot of air. I mean, they basically said that the amount of air it would take to actually get this going would would weigh more than a small engine would. So just the efficiencies and the, the the possibilities here are pretty limited. Now, the, the humorous thing, though, to me is that for whatever reason, Tata Motors keeps popping up with this story. And if you if you look back over the past five or six years, every once in a while, they'll say, hey, no, 2020, it's coming. And just today I found another blog where they said, hey, Tata Motors is saying that in two to three years, they will be releasing this car in India. And this this has been ongoing since a about 2012 they got a good pr team i guess so you know <laughs> so save the tatas right and um i don't know i mean it just seems like there's uh i mean obviously battery battery powered cars and trucks now are coming in hard and heavy as where we're moving to and you know there's also the the hydrogen the fuel cell cars I don't know. I mean, there, there, there's I'm, I'm reading about these air powered vehicles and how they might not be viable on their own, but that there might be some sort of hybrid thing where you've got you've got like air with backup something else. And so I don't know. I mean, it, it, I don't think it's actually going to happen. And I think, again, I'm here to fess up to the fact that I was wrong, but I wanted to I just figured I'd ask you, Dan, what are your thoughts? Like where where do you think? automotive technology is moving. What do you think the the dominant fuel source is going to look like in the future? Yeah, I mean, it's funny because I not this particular Tata Motors, but there are some other like Silicon Valley startups that are trying different things. And uh, one I heard about recently, I don't remember the name, but they in their promo video to try to raise funds and get people excited, maybe even sell some pre-orders. Turns out that they basically like got this car up to the top of a hill and rolled it down. And then started shooting the camera or started shooting the footage as it was like, you know, coasting so that they're like, oh, no, look, there's a, a picture of the car driving and moving like we're making progress. But really, they had not figured out the actual propulsion system for this car. <laughs> it was just uh, it was just promotional to raise money. And then it's one of those things. Oh, well, we have the we have the plans and we know how we're going to do it. We just don't have the fun. So it was just you know, kind of putting the cart before the horse a little bit. We needed the money so then we can put it into place. And um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I do think that uh, like with Tesla, Tesla's done a whole lot, whether Tesla long term is the brand that, you know, is, is predominant with the, the non gasoline market and it's mainly, you know, battery operator or whatever, whether they stay there or not, 
Um, I do think they've done a whole lot to just make it acceptable. Like now you see the Teslas sure. that go zero to 60 in you know, four or five seconds. Like mm-hmm. that was always the, that was always the criticism was, well, you can't go across country with it or with these non, you know, gasoline vehicles or, uh, well, they're not going to have the kind of power or the pick me up or whatever it was, uh, or their little cars and, and all these things Tesla's doing, whether it's making very, you know, sporty cars, very uh, performance driven cars. Um, now they've helped facilitate the infrastructure all over the country for charging stations. Um, I was at a hotel several weeks ago and they just had a line of, of, you know, charging stations. And it was just a very, a very basic hotel. It wasn't like a fancy thing that you'd expect to see a lot of Tesla's parked in front of, but they had a, a row of these uh, charging stations. So I think from, from not only demystify or deep, whatever, getting over the idea that these battery operated cars can't be performance cars, building the infrastructure so you can travel long distances if you need to. And then now that Tesla truck is coming out soon, mm-hmm. uh, Ford just announced a, 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 a you know, electric truck. Um, so I think it, it seems like these, these standard, you know, battery powered cars, that's kind of the way it's going to go. Yeah. Now that doesn't really solve the issue of environmental impact. It just kind of shifts the impact from one, yeah. one type of um, thing, you know, but, but I think what it does is it's opened the door. Now people are becoming accepting of the idea of, Hey, this car doesn't have to be filled up at the local, you know, uh, Chevron station. That's not what has to power these cars anymore. So I do think that at least for the next couple decades, it's going to be battery operated cars or, or where we're moving. Yeah. Um, I think just in general, kind of shattering that glass ceiling of it has to be vehicle or it has to be fuel standard fuel cars. Um, I think that's the biggest thing that's happening now. And then if something like this, whether it's the air or whether it's the hydrogen or whether it's, you know, cooking oil or whatever, some of these other crazy ones are, whatever those are, people will be quicker to adopt them now that that's kind of been that wall has been broken down. Yeah, I agree. I, I, you know, I think kind of the, the cars are probably going to be like the power. I don't think there's going to be any one solution specifically. I think it's going to be like a hodgepodge. That's just my guess, especially as we move towards something, you know, uh, that, that might be the ultimate outcome. I, I, I just have a feeling you're going to have a little bit of hybrid. You're going to have a little bit of hydrogen, a little bit of battery, a little bit of air, probably not, you know, car that runs on love. What about those cars from back to the future? I'm waiting Ooh, for those. Mr. Fusion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Hey, that's why I, I, I put my hundred dollars down on a cyber truck. And that's exactly why. Cause I thought, man, I really wanted a DeLorean when I was a kid and that never worked out. No, so. I'm talking about the, I'm talking about the ones that like flew oh, flying cars. Well, Dan, I, yeah, a boy can dream. I have no idea. I, I, I'll, we will continue following the story of future flying cars for you, Dan, just to make sure we keep you updated. So finally, Dan, I've got one more correction that I would like to issue this evening. And this is a big one. This one hurts, pal, because this show championed this. We were, we were just blown away, stunned by this. Blown away, huh? If you will. If you will. I didn't even do that on purpose. That's how good I am. Look at me. Uh, this Men Seeking Domahawks is the show that once proclaimed that we are living in the golden age of hand dryer technology. Wow. If you only remember, if you only knew then what you know now, do you remember how young and vibrant we both were just sitting in amazement as we watched the, the old fashioned world dryers from our youth, those old POSs that couldn't dry anything. They just yanked those things out of the wall right in front of us. And they would, plug in brand new shiny hand dryers that said things like vortex. Oh, they were sleek and they had neon lights and they, uh, Oh, stainless steel, all steel. There was so many, like we, we lived through the transition of the only hand dryers being the standard one that everybody had that just didn't for some reason flipped upside down. 
don't know why never dried anything you either had that or a cheap knockoff version of that but in our youth in our, in our day dan we got to watch those be ushered out and a and, and then there's so many different ones so we sat down and we did a segment where we discussed every different type of hand dryer that was coming to market dan we're talking dysons and all manner of just amazing amazing hand dryers and we were wrong. We were we were so wrong. We were sold a fake a false bill of goods, Dan. They've they have wronged us. Yeah, and it hurt because for the better part of a year after that segment, you and I would you know, in in the restroom, we'd break all the rules and and pull out the camera phone in the restroom because we just had to share what latest and greatest technology we had we had discovered and we wanted to make sure we were the first ones to identify it. Like oh. Hey, I bet you haven't seen this one before. Like yeah. it was, we were there. Like, like you said, the golden age, we were in the middle of it. We thought, Oh, I'd, I'd be on dates and I'd get a picture and the date would be like, Oh, who, who is texting you a picture and say, Oh, it's, this doesn't sound like a lie at all. It's my, my best buddy. And he's sending me a picture from the bathroom of a hand dryer. That's, that's all like, what, what, why are you acting like that's weird? But yeah. We, we knew the model numbers and everything. And, and so the thing that we were wrong about, I guess we should say is that those these fancy pants hand dryers are kind of awful in all, in all actuality for for a couple of very specific reasons. Uh, the first one is that they'll make you deaf. Let's just start there because at this point, many studies have been done on these these new age hand dryers, and they've tested to put out sounds of around a hundred decibels, Dan, mind you that a hundred decibels, uh, can damage your hearing in less than 15 minutes of exposure a day. So these things that are blowing the skin off of your hands, the sound that they're omitting while doing so is damaging your ears. Is that a good trade-off? Is that a good trade-off, Dan? I do have a funny story about that. I, I, from time to time, used to work in a co-working space where I would sit in the common area, and the restroom was not too far away from that common area, and it did have one of these super fancy pants hand dryers, and it would be so loud, and I was, you know, it was across the hall, and and the door was shut, and every time someone dried their hands, it was just like, and I wasn't even close. So yeah, you're, you know, these, these, these stats, these actual decibel levels of what it was doing to the person that was just standing there, minding their own business, trying to get their hands dry. Um, and it's so funny because the old ones, the world dryers, those were just so quiet. Cause it was just like, just a, just a slight breeze. And yeah. the funny thing about those, and I'm sure we talked about it back then was it would have, those would have instructions on them. And it would say, well, first, you know, uh, you'd have to shake, shake the water off your hands and then make sure, make sure while you're putting it under the dryer, rub your hands together. So it was basically like teaching you how to dry your hands without anything. And then it was almost, um, you know, performative to just put your hand under this dryer that was making this slight noise. Whereas, you know, on the flip side, these Dysons, it's like bring all the water you want. We have a built-in drain. We, we don't need anything. Like we want your hands to be sopping wet. And we promise you so like in the, in the car, we talked about zero to 60 in three seconds. Yeah. This is like wet to dry in half a second and it's done. Yeah, it's so such aggressive hand dryers. Like, listen, bitch, you could be in the pool. You could, you don't even have to get out of the pool. Just be, be in the pool. We'll dry you while you're, you're submerged, fully submerged in the pool. You'll be dry. F off. Like that's, Everyone, cover your ears. And, and, and you know the thing that really gets me about the the whole noise thing is that, uh, like, uh, one of these studies said that one of these dryers reached a level of 121 decibels, and that's as loud as an ambulance siren. Now, like, that's that's jarring. But I, I have a five year old, and he hates dryers. And I didn't think about it, but one of the things they point out in one of these studies is that kids are right next to the freaking dryer. I mean, it's right at their head level. Right. So, I mean, bad enough that we're kind of messing up our ears, but now we're talking about these little kids and like, Oh man, I was, I was so wrong about these. 
Yeah. And, and it stinks too, because every once in a while you still come across some of these new, newfangled ones. Like the most recent one I came across, it was built into the, to the faucet. So you'd wash your hands and then you'd kind of just separate your hands apart and then it would activate the dryer. It's a Dyson. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the technology is so great and it it was such a bummer when we were excited about them being the wave of the future. And of course, now we find out it's killing us, Jack. Well, and and not only is it damaging our ears potentially, but here's the gross part and not, you know how much I love going gross, but I guess we got to do this is they Harvard ran another study showing how, I mean, it's a good question. Like, you know, you got a bathroom with bathroom things going on in bathroom and this thing is spitting out high velocity air. Well, where is it sucking that air in from? It's sucking that air in from the bathroom. (laughs) And so, you know, your clean hands are getting just the bacteria air blown blown all over over them. And in the age of COVID, that really alarmed me, you know, thinking about what all is this thing just spinning around the room? Jesus Christ. I mean, fecal matter and all that other fun stuff aside, you know, now we're talking about just all sorts of hijinks and uh, yeah. And that one, and they, now they do say that there's some models that have a UV lighting component that will help like a HEPA filter. Or something. <laughs> yeah. Like Jesus, it just seems so complicated to, in, to do instead of just putting towels, you know, but I, you know, again, like I said, we're, I'm here to come clean to the listener that, uh, you know, I'm not a proud man, Dan, and uh, I was wrong. I was wrong on the hand dryers, I think. Well, and I think this even and hand dryers in general, maybe because when, you know, COVID really was was starting to to take off and, and spread throughout everywhere and there were, you know, public service announcements on television or you'd see on every website talking about here's the best way to wash your hands and you'd see obviously the time 20 seconds plus and they'd show you kind of the the technique here's what doctors do to make sure that they're getting the soap everywhere and getting that friction and then it always said the best way to dry your hands to prevent you know and inf- reinfecting your hands with with anything is paper towels like don't use the dryers use paper towels so that when that came out it's like oh cool no we'll do the hand dryer technology originally but okay now we actually got to get clean hands like use the paper towels please don't use any hand dryers and i did see several restrooms at public places that would replace those hand dryers with the old-fashioned paper towels so it's kind of funny that that you know we we thought we were moving ahead in society with these hand dryers when in reality when it you know when it was really important to get our hands clean paper towels were the way to go well, maybe maybe we've just yet to see the golden age of hand dryer technology, Dan. Maybe maybe it's like cars, you know, like you know how like cars now are nowhere near as fun as they used to be back in the day, but like safety wise, there's just absolutely no comparison whatsoever. Like maybe you and I, when we're old old men, we can tell our kids about these hundred twenty decibel hand dryers that would do seventy five mile per hour wind gusts. <laughs> But then like they'll they'll have the really cool hand dryers that are also not making you deaf and blowing, you know, poopy dust all over the room. Like maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe we're yet to see it, Dan. We can we can dream about yeah, it. Yeah, I uh I wish we could find you one of those hundred and twenty decibel ones to blow that uh ingrown nail right out right out of place. I probably would. Just put me out of my misery. Yeah. Just just yeah. do it. Just do it. Okay, so th- there you have it, dear listener. Though those are just a few instances in which we uh, we we beg for your forgiveness because we were wrong. So and now we'll never speak about them again. Yes, let's uh, do some cathartic writing them on paper and throwing them into a canyon or something. So anyway, guys, coming up next, I don't know, Dan. You said you uh, you had some things you wanted to cover off on. Yeah, I figured I'd, you know, that you kind of led this segment and I've got some some stuff of my own to put together. So maybe uh, maybe I'll present that. next. We're just we're here. You know, this is cheaper than therapy. We're just working it out together, Dan. So guys, coming up next, more stuff. But first, uh, we've got an acoustic duo from Saskatchewan, Dan. So let's get Canadian now. So uh, this is the uh, duo Far From Anywhere with their song, The Light right here 
on men seeking tomahawks. Your light that shines on me, you burn the fog so we can see. Anywhere with The Light. That was a peaceful melody from Saskatchewan. That's home of the Rough Riders of the CFL, the Canadian Football League. So, so fun fact. Uh, now, unfortunately for Far From Anywhere, they uh, delayed the CFL season. It's going to kick off in August instead of, uh, instead of the next few months. So, Look out for that, the home team Rough Riders. Uh, so, yeah, but uh, the song was pretty, Dan. So thank you for uh, that CFL update right in the smack dab middle of that. Well, Jack, since you brought up these errors, uh, kind of been skimming through our old show notes. And yeah, you're right. We were off on a lot of stuff. And you will be off on many more things to come. Oh, my Whoa, gosh. What? Who? Wait, where did? Oh, my. What? Huh? Hello, men seeking tomahawks. It is I, the ghost of men seeking tomahawks' future. (laughs) What an oddly specific ghost to be. Feels like a very limited thing to be the ghost of. (laughs) Tell me about it. But a few years back, I got me tooed in the spirit world. And this was the best gig I could land after that. Wait a minute. Uh, They have the me too movement in the spirit world? Uh, Should I even ask? Oh, don't get me started. These millennial spirits are ruining everything. (laughs) In my day, whatever a ghost, the ghost of Eva Braun, and the ghost of the original Lassie did with a jar of peanut butter and the privacy of their own live streaming webcam show was their own business. (laughs) Oh, God, Dan, why don't we ever meet anyone nice? Nice? I just wish they weren't such thinly stretched concepts. (laughs) All right, Mr. Ghost of Men Seeking Tomahawk's future, you said? Uh, You did say something about us making more errors in the future. I'm not sure that's possible, but I'd love to hear what you have in mind. Yes, and I am here to issue corrections from the future and also from beyond. Also from beyond. Yeah, uh, okay, sure. What do you got? In the future. Dan will make a bold proclamation that corn is sentient. This is not true. Oh my god, Dan just pitched Talking Corn for next week's show. 
and I just crossed it off the list. You see, I am very good. Next correction from the future. Jack will again predict the Dallas Stars to win the Stanley Cup. Oh no, don't tell me. Come on, Jack. Jamie Benn is an aging power forward, and that is not a position that ages very well. Get with the program, Jack. Daddy's got big money on Tampa. Let's go, folks. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's not fair. Are you really betting on sports when you can see the future? I am only able to see the future of men seeking tomahawks. It's almost entirely useless and only sometimes entertaining. (laughs) I do like the music, though. Folks, be sure to download the new album Power Lines by Max Oakland, available June 24th. Go to menseekingtomahawks.com for details. You know what? I'm, I'm sure Max appreciates the plug. Uh, okay, ghost of men seeking tomahawks future. Uh, can we go ahead and wrap this up? Yes, of course. Oh, but there is one last error from the future I should correct. Well, there couldn't be another error. Uh, but all right, I'll humor you. What would that be? Dan and Jack, in a glaring oversight on both your parts, you will, in the future, decide to not get a decent microphone for the guy who does all the voices on your program, and it will ultimately be the cause of your demise. Alright, okay, okay, uh, let's uh, cut cut off the microphone there, whatever microphone there is. Uh, Ghost of the future, we gotta go. Thanks for your service. He's earned it. He's wildly entertaining. And handsome to boot. Ah, gosh. On that ominous note, this is the end of Men Seeking Tomahawks. Not of of the show, just this episode. I hope. Be sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app. Become a tomahawk-seeking person by joining us on your preferred social media platform. And to hear more from the musicians featured on today's program... Go to menseekingtomahawks.com. For Dan, I'm Jack. For Jack, I'm Dan. 